Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Martinez, the striker for Argentina. He scores! And the blue and white dream is still alive. Argentina have survived the orange scare, but they have sent the Netherlands home. And it's Argentina into the final four of the World Cup. Yeah, Matt, um, we're going to talk to Adam Peacock uh, from Code Sports and also does uh, Saturday mornings on SEN uh, with the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. In fact, I think Adam is on the line now. Adam Peacock, are you there? I am. Sorry about that. I was on another another phone call. So um, yeah. Oh, that's all right. We can wait. Yeah, mate. We're, not, <laughs> mate, we're, we're, we're only sitting here working out our big bash uh, super coach yeah, teams, mate. Right. Are you involved in that sort of stuff? Are you, do you do that? No, nah, no. Nah. Anti, or oh, not anti it, but I just. I'm, I'm a serial, I'll do it, and then three weeks in, I forget about it, and then... Yeah, what? you're behind the eight ball. So, um, nah, you, you, you miss one, Matty, you miss two, and then it's like, oh, what yeah. am I doing this? And the number of English Premier League fantasy seasons, that I didn't even get to September um, <laughs> and keep it there when the season starts in August. So, no, I'll leave that for other people. Have you had any sleep over the last three weeks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably, like, slept really well, to be... You haven't been writing any articles for Code then, have you? But, mate, it's all been the World Cup, right? And you've been in Qatar. Yeah. You're back home now. Uh, what was that experience yeah. like over there, Adam? Different. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a different joint to what we're used to out here, but expecting that. And, look, it was uh, – football-wise, it was unreal. Like, I, I got to 18 World Cup games, so um, I'm never going to do that at a, a single World Cup ever again. Um, but culturally and, yeah, just experiencing a different place like a, a Middle Eastern culture like I did, it was uh, it was eye-opening. Some of it was great. Some of it was like, oh, don't know about that, but, um, hey, it's their backyard. They can do what they want with it. Mate, tell me the, 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 the energy around a soccer World Cup, a FIFA World Cup. I mean, I've, I've been around a Rugby World Cup. I've been around, and that was, the, you know, the energy in the streets and the, in the cities that we played in was amazing. What was it like? How many? I mean, it's the biggest sporting event in the world, and soccer fans are notoriously passionate. What's it like around the mm. grounds and in the bars and so on? Yeah, not many bars in Doha. Only, but, um, <laughs> there, there was a couple. We found them. We found. Them. Look over there. They they want their um, Middle Eastern their Islamic values to to shine, and they don't want people drinking in the street. They don't want bars. So you can go into five-star hotels and they're hidden away and you've got to walk through a door and then another door. Then you're in the bar and it's like, oh, this is like home. So they're, they're just Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're off Broadway. So um, that that in itself is an experience. But the World Cup, you're, you're right. Like I went to, I've had the fortune of being able to take in a Brazil game, um, take in a, a couple of Argentina games. Um, the, the passion of these, these people was red hot. Now it was a little different because usually the European nations travel in huge numbers. 
but it wasn't quite. I, I think a lot of the lead up and the, the the stories in the Western media about what Doha, or what Qatar is about, and, and what it's like, it, it spooked a lot of people and, and kept them away. But the, the South Americans are mad, like those Argentinians. There was forty thousand of them at our game against mm. them, and they just sung from an hour before kickoff until well mm. after full time. It was just amazing. It was and fantastic. I noticed on Sunday morning that wonderful game between England and France a lot of the fans actually flew in that day because it's easier to fly the six hours from England or France than it is to find somewhere decent to stay. So, geez, these fans are committed. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was to do with the, the lead-up. It was really hard, actually, to book accommodation in the lead-up. It was like a really confusing process and they didn't quite have it down pat. So a lot of people were actually flying in and out of Dubai to the games and yeah. Abu Dhabi um, and also Amman. I know a lot of people there. And, yeah, some people were flying all the way from England. It was a six-hour flight. Like basically, us flying to Perth almost. Yeah. So yeah. Not, there, not too hard. But, um, yeah, it was staying there for the whole two. Like, we stayed in, a like, a really middle-class area. Like, we stayed in just a normal apartment. We had a lot of North African expats around us, Tunisians, Moroccans, wonderful people, welcoming, um, happy, good to have a chat and laugh with. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I, I was happy that we stayed there rather than some four-star, five-star hotel, some concrete monstrosity that has no soul. We, we, we kind of got out in, in the streets a bit, and it was that was a good aspect of it. Yeah, nice one. So onto the football, or the soccer, as many of our listeners will know mm-hmm. it is. Who do you want to win, and who do you think will win? Uh, who do I want to win? Um, I want the Socceroos to win, but that's yes. probably <laughs> improbable right yes. now. Mm. Um, yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't care who wins. I just hope these games are, are known for the football. I, I did notice how the quarterfinals, there's a lot of whinging about the referee, which yeah. I found hard to cop. Like, even Harry Maguire had a pop at the ref in their game for 50-50 decisions going against. Well, the 50-50 decisions for a reason. Like, yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you go down one path of 50, well, another 50 are going to think that you're wrong. So, yeah. um, And they totally switched off on the goal that France ended up being the winner for France, that header from Giroud. So, yeah, yeah I, I didn't like that aspect. I hope the football speaks for itself. I think Croatia are a bit of a smoky chance against, more than a smoky chance against Argentina, even though it's the story of Messi and it's going to be his World Cup. I think Croatia are a big chance. And I do think France will get over the top of Morocco, who who have done so well to get to the semifinals. Yeah, that is a real Cinderella story, that Morocco, isn't it? I mean, the first African nation mm. to get to the semifinals, if I'm correct? Yep, yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah right. You know, soccer. Yeah, so, well, my, my daughter is... A, is I mean, I, I know how, so, how passionate soccer fans are because I'm one of them now. My daughter plays in the NPL and I uh, I just love watching her play and I'm... And I, I can understand the frustration and the emotion that goes into the game because you watch it and there are so few chances so that when you get them, I mean... What's your advice? Um, I'm trying to remember whether we're going to air this or not. What's the, what's the advice you gave her uh, about scoring? Can we say it on air? No. No, we can't. Right, okay. No. And I'm a good parent. <laughs> and, I'm a, and I am a good parent. Just so you know. I've got docs on my door. I forget what we can and can't say on no, here. But, but Adam, I, I'm just uh, like I I love I, I love the, the the Morocco story, but um, but I I I feel like I would just love to see a player who has has been so generational in in Lionel Messi. You just love to see him lift the World Cup. Man. I mean, I would for yeah. for the sake yeah, of what he's done in the game. It's just that missing piece. That's probably the moment that 
the, the organisers, like the Qataris want. They want this photo to be, and it would stand the rest of time, like Messi standing there on a podium with the World Cup in Qatar yeah. after finally winning the World Cup. That, that's what the organisers want. That's what all of Argentina wants. That's what a lot of fans around the world who love this guy like yourself want, but everyone else wants something entirely different. So, um, oh, well, yeah, think, that, that's the I, I, story. I think France have had their – I mean, France are a good side. They're defending champions. But, you know, they're French. Um <laughs> <laughs> which, um, like, I, I've had, my fair, our French listeners. I've had, I've had uh, my fair share of challenges in France. I got lost before well, we, a test match, yeah, yeah. and I was in a village, and I tried to get someone to direct me back to the hotel. They sent me in the wrong direction, and I had an hour to get to the game, oh. and I got like, completely lost. I had to ring my wife and get her to speak to someone in French to get the directions to get back to the hotel. So your French is not that <laughs> no, great, mate. Maddie, no. Oui, oui, si, <laughs> I got French written on me in Italian. But, well, yeah, like, I, I, I would love to see... Um, I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if we saw the Croatia Morocco final? Well, I'd like to see. I don't. I don't buy into the whole Messi uh, dream, but, I, but I'm not a passionate soccer supporter. But, but you're but, not an athlete. You don't understand what it's well, like. Well, I could to go have been through, at one stage. <laughs> you don't understand what it's like to suffer and go through and try so hard to get to the. Like my last game of rugby league was a prelim final, and I'd never won a grand final, and we lost. But man, he's and going it, all right. He's on about seven hundred million bucks a matter. year. He's all right. If he, if he was all right for money, he would have quit 10 years ago. He had enough money then. Oh, he's putting more in the bank. That's what he's doing. Now, I'd like to see Croatia uh, get some redemption for the 2018 loss. I'd like to see him beat France in the final. That'd be interesting. I'd back, love to see Morocco. Back. But Morocco can't beat France, can they? Adam. Uh, they can. They can because they play a style which frustrates the opposition. So they... They defend really deep, um, like in between the lines. So you've, you've got, four, say, the four or five defenders and then the next line of defenders and then the next line. It's usually three lines. They have literally no space in between those lines. So you have to go over them, around them, because you can't go through them. Right. And over and around is difficult to do sometimes because if you've got numbers in the box to defend the around scenario with the cross coming in, and they defend their box really well, and then they can break and, and create some chances... They're dangerous. Attacking-wise, how many shots on goal did Morocco have in the last game? I mean... Don't know, but they only had uh, about 24% of possession, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, I think they had like one. Yeah, but they're, yeah. They're And really, they scored. They're really... No, they're, they're actually really functional in the sense that they don't need a lot of possession to create chances. I think they had nine shots right, on goal okay. last, last yep. in Portugal. So, and they, they've had... Like no, like against Spain, they had twenty three percent possession, but they were still creating chances. So that Spain like just played them off the park with passing, but they couldn't create. Morocco, like Spain, still had more shots, but Morocco, with what they had, they were doing more with it, and that's a really dangerous mix sometimes in a one off game. Yeah. All right, mate. We're going to let you go in just a sec. Uh, one last question for you: Who's your player of the tournament so far? Probably Lionel Messi. Um, the Croatian goalkeeper, whose name shouldn't escape me, but it escapes me right now. He's been awesome in all the last two penalty shootouts. But Messi's the focal point from a French point of view. Antoine Griezmann. Um, so everyone says Mbappe because he's the athlete, he's the star, all that. But Griezmann's the, the little guy with the blonde hair that's running around, running yeah. things for France. And if they are to beat Morocco... I think he will have to be the best player in the park, and he can be. So at the moment, if the golden ball is the player of the tournament, I think it's between Griezmann and um, and Messi at the moment. Right, yeah. Adam Peacock, love the work you do for Code Sports, mate. 
and us here at SEN. Uh, love, uh, love your coverage of the soccer. I'm glad you had a, a wonderful trip. Uh, Adam had this amazing trip. He went to he went to England and then went to Qatar with the whole family. Mate, that would have been amazing. A great experience. Oh, I didn't take the whole family with oh. me to Qatar and I only took my boy to England. So, yeah, the girls are really happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you got some Christmas shopping to do, mate. Yeah, get, get them the Matt Rogers book for Christmas, yeah, mate. Yeah, that'll go down well. Don't Adam, laugh about it. it. <laughs> mate, go to Big W. They're already pre-signed by the cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Thanks for your time tonight, mate. See you, mate. Love chatting to you. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time.